When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brent Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. You can do a live. Why not? I'm here, you're We're here. here. Exactly. So I was doing some prep work for Car Selling Secrets because we don't have a guest, so I'm reading all these stories, and there's so much changing. A lot of it's about, you know, General Motors is going to stop selling uh, internal combustion vehicles in 12 years, and so... I went on our website, and under inventory, we have a special section for electric-only cars. And we'll talk about this later in Car Selling Secrets. But there are just some phenomenal deals on used electric cars. Here's a test question for you, Tom. We've got a 2012 Nissan Leaf SL, which I think means it has leather interiors for those really groovy, you know, high-class tree huggers. Original MSRP is $38,270. It's got 45,000 miles on it. So it's an eight-year-old leaf, 45,000 miles. Guess what the selling price is now? Originally, it was thirty-eight grand. Forty-two grand. $5,299. What? It's five grand. And then there's another Jesus. 13 right next to it. It's an electric Focus. And I, I've known that. I've known some people that have bought used electric cars because the market on them is terrible. That's a hell of a lot of car for the money. So we'll be talking about right. it more. But if you're looking for a car for a kid or whatever, and now the, you know, the first-generation Leafs in the winter, I will be completely straight with everybody. Not the greatest range. They'll get about 60 miles in the uh, uh, wintertime on a full charge. But for a lot of us, you know, as I drive less and less, they're starting to become attractive. So if you're interested in electric vehicles, we've got new and used ones. Go to walzer.com, hit inventory, and at the very bottom it says electric cars. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant like down there 66 yeah it's um, 16 and dropping rapidly after five oh, inches yeah. of snow it's going to be minus 20 in about oh, two yeah. days yeah <laughs> stay there oh, Tony boy <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. well i got a, I got a bunch of stuff to take care of and whatever and we'll just keep moving forward you know what i mean i do i sure do 
It all works out. God, what is this now? Ted Cruz is battling movie stars now. What, <laughs> is, what in the hell is wrong with people? He seems like a weird cat to me. I, I don't know. Yeah, he does. Well, who isn't in, in, uh, in oh, D.C. Yeah. these days? Who's the least crazy politician we have right now? I don't know, but he grew his hair out and grew in a beard and attempt to look some look hip and with it. He just looks like, yeah. I don't know, he's been in restraints in a mental hospital and couldn't shave. Yeah, it does not look good. I understand. Senator Ted Cruz has often said that The Princess Bride is his favorite movie, but star Carrie Elwes has made it clear that he's about as fond of the senator as character Wesley of the, uh, is of the loathsome Prince Humperdinck. The British actor slammed the Republican on Wednesday after Cruz claimed in an interview that the uh, the fact rabid environmentalists like Thanos are often movie villains was somehow proof that the view of the left is that uh, people are a disease. Oh, I, I don't have much of an argument for that. I do think these upper crust politicians and tech people, I think they do think that we're a disease. I would say so. I really, they, they, I mean, they treat us like dirt. How crooked is the system that we have people like this running the show? What is that? Right? Yeah, I know. I get it. I've been I've been trying to stay away from politics for a couple of weeks. I needed a break because I, I was like I had an, uh, the world's worst ice cream headache. But then oh, when they, yeah. this gal from Georgia that thinks that Jews have a space ray that sets forest fires. What? like. What is that? I, you couldn't make it up, right? If, if, they, if Monty Python wrote that in a skit, they'd all look at him and go, yeah, that's stupid. Then we're not going to put that on TV. Yeah, there's no way that you would go, oh, yes, I understand what you're saying now. Like, what? <laughs> so so she said that the Jews have lasers that uh, start for They control fires. a laser beam. I don't know. You'd have to look up the exact oh, quote, Andy. It's God. another exciting episode of Andy looks up stuff on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. It's just, it's, I don't know what to tell you. Here we are. <clears throat> Andy's cracking it down. That's all right. We can talk about other things yeah. until you find it. I'm just looking at some of the headlines. My God, I, I just robber skips registers, takes chicken and waffles. <laughs> okay, mm. well there you go. Pot legal state um, apparently. Now, Doug, you've worked in, in uh, you know corporate America pretty much your whole life. Well, kind of. Life. If you consider Paul kind Walzer of, yeah. a corporation, interestingly enough, he is a great has a great business mind. But because he wasn't formally educated that way, he always thought that real corporate people were smarter than us. And so we would bring him in from the outside and we'd go, this guy's a dope. Well, but yes, I did, I did work at the corporate level for a while. I mean, five CEOs have either been fired or quit this week. What the hell is going on? Well, they you got Jeff Bezos they, is stepping down. They whacked the guy that was the CEO of Parler, I think, because he was trying to be yep. a little moderate, right? Yep. He wasn't. Yeah, I guess he wasn't. So conspiratorial enough apparently for that platform and then there's two guys here one of the nation's few black ceos is stepping down cnn chief jeff zucker got fired but they say here's what i like they fired him and it says cnn chief zucker uh, chief jeff zucker makes announcement on his exit yeah i got your exit swinging you he is one of the worst people i've ever talked to in my life he is not a nice person you ever talked to him no i have not god i tell you uh, CNN President Jeff Zucker has ended the speculation about whether he's in or out. He plans to remain in his post through the end of the year, but not to renew his contract after that, reports the New York Times. A 55-year-old informed staffers on a call today. I cannot imagine not being here right now, said Zucker on the call, addressing rumors that he might step down early this year. But when 2020 wraps up, I do expect to move on. Well, you could, they just said yesterday on national news that he was going to get fired. So apparently now he's not getting fired. He's stepping aside. I, I, found the, the that... I found the space ray quote, if you want to hear it. Oh, okay. She, uh, this is two years ago, and she was talking about California wildfires. And she says, you know, forests don't just catch fire, you know. Rather, the blazes had been started by PG&E in conjunction with the Rothschilds using a space laser in order to clear room for a high-speed rail project. 
No, she never said Jews had space well, ladies. The Jewish then. thing is a bit of a stretch. I well, would the Rothschilds. A, a lot of people yeah, don't but, like the Rothschilds, not because they're they Jewish. Also, they are. There's some horrible people. I mean, if you there. said, you know, Zucker, well, Zuckerberg is Jewish too. Bill Gates. What if you said Bill Gates did it? Does that make you anti whatever the hell he is? Anti Catholic. What is he? Now, that's a stretch with the Jewish laser thing. That's, okay, but look, the she thinks that they're started by a laser beam in space. Let's well, leave yes, the whole religious part kidding. of it. That's the part that you should be worried about. Not the fact I that she name-dropped the Rothschilds, because everyone's name-dropping everything. Yeah, true. yeah, they are. That's true. I, I, you, you sure she was just being a sarcastic jerk? Well, what she said is, sh- well... She thinks that, so what happened is, apparently they put some solar generators into space to collect the sun's energy and then beam it back to Earth. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I kind of doubt it because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But what she thinks happening is... What, because the planet's surrounded by solar energy already? (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like, well, I mean, technically being in space would cut down on the interference of the atmosphere, but it... It wouldn't be worth it, I don't think. But, hey, could be a thing, space solar generators, maybe. But basically, she says that they were trying to transmit that energy back into transmitters on Earth, but instead they missed and they hit the forest and they burned it down. Oh, for God's Which sake. doesn't make any sense. Not at all. Makes but, no sense at all. Yeah, no. But it's not boring. It's certainly not boring. She has a very tenuous mm. grasp of how uh, energy transmission works, I think, is the most mild way you could put that. Yeah, I think that you're probably right. So, yeah, oh, so she never did say Jewish ladies. No, Rothschilds. That's what But she said. might not even know they are Jewish. I didn't know they were Jewish. How, well, exactly. I just knew she it was some know Jews. rich family. I don't even know what they do. So that's the other thing. There's the truth, and there's my version of the truth. There's your version yeah. of the truth, and it's all the truth. It's like, no, not at all. Look, I'm not defending this psychopath at no, all. She's clearly <laughs> dumb as hell. But, Jesus, everybody just, would you come? Now, I have to ask you guys a question, Andy. And, you know, um, this is before you were born, but Doug and, and you know. Other you old people. A kid. You were a kid when this happened, but. After JFK got assassinated and then, you know, there was all the burning and the neighborhoods burned down and then Martin Luther King Jr. was shot to death and then about 15 other people were shot, some of them dead, some of them not, and blah, blah. And then about seven years later it began, uh, let's say 1975, 1968, 69 was a tough road to hoe. Most of the the burning came in 67, 68, and some in 69, but... um, it just seems to me that that this whole deal might, I'm hoping, like by 2030, we'll be back to it. Because comedy blew up in 1980. Uh, movies got much better. Entertainment got much better. People started taking chances again. So I'm hoping all of this strife and hate and all the stuff we're going through right now... Um, Maybe six, seven, eight years from now, we can get back to what the 80s turned out to be. That would be very nice. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. That was the big resurgence of the comedy scene in the the country. That's true. Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. So, I mean, uh, I don't... (laughs) You're already getting hammered, Dougie. Of course I am. Why not? Joe from Louisville, what kind of bullshit host is Sprinthal? You can't even get a guest for your his podcast. <laughs> he went right after you, baby. Thanks to our only listener. <laughs> yeah, our only listener right now. Our only listener. He's out there. He's floating in the mist somewhere. But, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping, Andy, for, for your generation, is what happened when I was, you know, about your age is all of a sudden all that strife and the hatred and the murders and the shooting and the burning everything down gave birth to even better comedy, even better movies, even better music. The music got really good again because the 70s was not the greatest period for for music, except, you know, they broke out disco, which was all about celebration. So, you know, that was nice. So I'm hoping that's what will happen is a couple more years of this and then maybe we can settle down and live our lives again. You think? Well, that's a hopeful uh, wish. I nice. hope you're right. I like to be hopeful, too, but yeah. I don't know that I'd put a ton of my own savings on that. No. 
Well, I understand. You know, there's <laughs> oh, always you. the possibility that we look back on this as going, ah, remember the good old days when we only had to worry about COVID? Yeah. Yeah, is that's about yeah. Well, I'm hoping it's not going to be. Oh my God, can you imagine if that's it? Ugh. Yeah, that would not be good. I'm just telling you, that would not be good. Yeah, the more I the more I look at the news, the more I see CEOs getting fired or stepping down. It just uh, what would be the reason why now? Well, it's probably all different. I think Jeff Bezos maybe just got maybe he's tired. I mean, it's you might not like him, but the guy has really built something pretty amazing. I'm not like a what? fan of everything that Ant. Well, when you go, he went from selling books online to dominating oh, retail. No, no, no. Oh, Bezos, you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. sorry. Maybe I didn't pronounce it right. But so no, maybe no, no, he's no, just tired and wants to step down and let somebody else run it for a while. I mean, that's, you know, Steve Jobs did that. Bill Gates did that, what, 10 years ago? Mm hmm. Do you think it might be the fact that he tried to keep $67.1 million of tip money from his drivers? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> a guy like that that's pocket it, change. That's yeah. true. Well, you know, know, he probably but, makes that every six months in his yeah. TCF pass card account. Yeah. I don't even know if it would be true. worth it for him to bother. Probably true. Yeah, you're right. It probably wouldn't even be worth $67.1 million. But for some reason, the company kept it and didn't give it to the drivers, which I don't really understand. Well, you know, my, my brief stint driving Uber a couple winters ago, that was always the... Uh, theory there, and Uber got caught doing it once or twice as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yep. Because there's two things at play. You know, there are. Everybody says I'll tip you in the app, which is uh, probably half the people are just lying through their teeth, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. But a lot of people yeah. do, and then yeah. it wouldn't show up, and and it's just odd. So really, yep. So it went right to the company. Well, you know, they control everything, and that was always – I, I do yeah. believe they got caught doing that in New York a few years ago, so I don't know. Yeah, they did. I do remember that happening. Holy God, I'm looking at the uh, weather radar right now. You guys did get some snow this morning, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Man. That's all I have to say is, man. Start out uh, rain, then we got half a foot of snow, and now it's getting windy, and then it'll be cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to smoke wings and watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. It's going to be 15 below. I think that'll be a perfect day to do that. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. It's going to be very 15 cold. below. Um, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Boy, that's a tough one to choose right there. Should be exciting. I doubt it'll be a low-scoring game, right? Well, that's that's interesting because Bob Sansevier came on the KQ Morning Show yesterday and said that very thing. He said, man, that over-under is awfully low for these two quarterbacks. What is it? Do you know, Tom? I think he said it was like 52 or something like that, 53, somewhere in that in that area. Yeah, it does and he, thinks they're, he thinks they're both going to score over 30 points easily. But they are good quarterbacks, there's no doubt about that. Well, and they both have the ability to put big points up in clutch time, you know, in the last four minutes of a game, so... And I'm clearly probably one of the worst football fans in the world, but at least I know that. You're bad at that, too? I'm bad at a lot of things. I never played football, and maybe that's why I don't get it. (laughs) Right. Although I must say, I've probably been to, I don't know, six or seven Vikings games in my life. And when you get really good seats, it's amazing how fast and physical that game is. It just doesn't come through on TV the way it does in real life. It's it's stunning how fast those guys are. No doubt about it. we got to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes, right up to this with the family. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine. If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom. Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael? We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor. So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know. Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine. Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. That's me rocking out off, yep. off time again, huh? Yep, that's right. Behind the beat. I really wish it wouldn't happen like that. That's that's unfortunate. Sad but true, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, every, every place. I've been uh, to CNN. I've been to Fox. I've been to Newser. I'm now in the Wall Street Journal. And everyone... Merck's Kenneth Frazier to retire as CEO. There's another one. Really? There's Jeff Bezos. Ex- yeah, that's six of them now in, in the past couple of days mm. that have announced their retirement. Man, that's weird. What is going on? That is weird, isn't it? It really it sounds is. Sounds like a, a movie plot where they probably all were implanted <laughs> with microchips and they're turning into robots or something. Who knows? Probably true. Probably true. I, I, do you think it has something to do with, hey, you know, uh, now's just a good time to get out because they see the crash coming? Well, there is going to be a huge economic crash, isn't there? I don't know about That's that. That's what I take from this. That's what I'm taking from this. These guys are getting out just before the whole damn thing caves in. I, you know, I was talking to, I started using a uh, uh, investment manager a few years ago. Because I, I, I always managed it myself, and I did pretty well, but I just missed some basic stuff. And he happened to call yesterday, and we were talking about the market. And he says there's so much money sitting on the sidelines right now. As soon as the, the COVID thing, when people feel confident about resuming a somewhat normal life, he thinks it's going to be off to the races. I, I don't know if he's right, but. I hope. I hope he's right. And I just more, don't know where he get all his money. Are 2%. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. unbelievable. No, that's absolutely right. Well, Zepp was just talking about yesterday on the on the morning show that the available housing in Bozeman, Montana right now is 0.02% of the market. Wow. Because all the Californians are moving there. I suppose. Yep. There are a ton of them are, are moving there. I guess housing prices have gone through that. The average house, I think, selling in Bozeman, Montana right now is like six hundred and thirty grand. Wow. And I've been to Bozeman, Bozeman. a few times. I mean, it's a nice town, but... I don't know Nothing that there's special. much of a, a rich section, right? It's just kind of yeah, a western I, town. It's kind of a college town, really, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. The Bozeman, yeah. The university. Is that uh, Montana State or I University think, of Montana? I can't remember. I can't either. And my friend Donnie Hoberg went there, so I can't remember if it was Montana State or University of Montana. I just don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I love Montana. Montana's a gorgeous state. There's no question about that. that right? One of my favorite things about working for the Walzers, they used to have this, they called it a cabin. It was a six-bedroom, 5,000-square-foot mm-hmm. home and a private ski area on the backside of Big Sky. And as a manager, you could sign up and rent it for a week. You had to pay 110 bucks for the cleaning fee. Oh, God, it was so nice. Right. I'm sure. And then they sold that place and bought a place up the hill uh, in the Yellowstone Club, which is even more exclusive. And that's where all the super rich people hang out. Right. Right. Not just those filthy regular rich. Oh, it's like Bill Gates and (laughs) those kind of people. Mm -hmm. What's his face? The actor. Uh, He's got a place there. What the hell is his name? Actor. He's got a couple of places up in the mountains. Oh, God, the ball guy used to be, uh, he was on Moonlighting. Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis. Oh. Oh, Bruce Willis. Andrew yeah, was telling me they've too. got a big rec center there, and he was out skiing, and his kids were younger, and he went. they were hanging out at the rec center, and he went to pick them up, and there was a dodgeball game going on, a bunch of 10, 11, and 12-year-olds, and then about a 45-year-old guy who's just winging people and taking all these kids out. It was Phil Mickelson. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a shock. What a shock, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you're talking about the ages of athletes. It kind of shocked me this morning because it snuck up on me, I think. Lawrence Taylor, right? Yeah. Former New York Giant. You know that he's 62 years old wow. now? I can't believe that he said that was over, thir- what, 30 years ago we're talking. Well, MJ has to be 60, isn't oh. he? Michael Jordan? He's got to be I would, uh, just yeah, either I side, think I think. I would think so, absolutely. Michael it, it just, Jordan man. is 57. 57. Okay, sorry, Mike. Yeah, so there you go. Just He'll a kid. Get over it. Young child. He'll get over it. There's no question. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but in any case, so we just... Uh, um, Apparently, we're slogging ahead with the uh, the COVID nineteen. We're uh, every all the CEOs are stepping. Would I be the CEO of this? Can I just step down from the podcast? Sure, Bernard, CEO of the podcast, steps down. What do you think? I'm sure that'll be big news in the seven county mosquito control district. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of that, probably not much there. Probably wouldn't be much of a ripple. Eh, you probably you might be right about that. You know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, honest to God, I am I'm hopping from site to site to site, and all I see is CEOs stepping down or getting fired. Man, something's happening. Well, next week it's all it's, gonna be the impeachment trial, right? Doesn't that start? Yes, it is. Oh God, Tuesday or Wednesday or something. So they're going to piss away another 70, 80, 90 million bucks on nothing. Yep. Let me ask you this. What do you, because unless I'm wrong, and I admit to being wrong a lot, there's no way he's going to get convicted. I don't think so. They don't have the vote. So what no, is the strategy? No. I, don't, I don't get I, it. Great question. I'm right, I'm shoulder to shoulder with you, Pally. I don't have any idea what the hell they're even thinking. I, I got no idea. Seriously, what is the strategy? They can't. He's a private citizen. You can't impeach him. He's a private citizen. Well, you know that could. I. I don't. It's a. It's a disc jockey asking a used car salesman for legal advice. Um, Probably better go on Facebook and just go go with some higher power. But I I think, from what I understand, it's a technical enough question that could wind up in front of the Supreme Court. It might, yeah. Can you impeach a president who's no longer the president? Yeah. Nope. I don't think you can. It doesn't make any sense. The impeachment is not a criminal trial. It's a trial to get rid of a president. So impeaching someone who's not a president doesn't make any sense whatsoever. At all. Why don't they just censor him and be done with it? Censure him, you're done. That's it. I mean, is it, why are they so, and it's Pelosi that's hung up on not letting him run for president again. Why would she care about that? I don't know. You already, you already beat him once. Why can't you beat him again? The only thing that I can think is if the strategy is to demonstrate that there's a lot of Republican centers that, despite what happened, would not vote to yeah. impeach him is going to hurt mm-hmm. their re-election chances in 22 and whenever they come up for election again. That's the only kind of conniving strategy that I can think of would be behind it. And and that's the way they yeah. think. I mean, this isn't just Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, They're all like is. that. And Mitch McConnell, who I can't stand, but I'll give him credit for being a pretty sharp political operative. I mean, he can... <laughs> the stuff that he got done in the last 10 years, I'm like, wow, Mitch, I don't know how you pulled that off, but... Well, but they're all dirt like bag that. as the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, they're all like that. That's everything's fixed. I mean, don't you think? I, I was talking about this yesterday because, you know, probably stirred a little pot yesterday because I went on the show and I said, okay, I've, I've had enough of the whole deal with Mike Lindell being the devil and blah blah blah. He's a friend of mine, and I'm not going to stand by and watch this happen. I said, yes, Mike, like me, is nuts. I understand that. I got no problem with it. I'm just like he is. I got that quirky personality or whatever. But why didn't, and this is a good question for you because you've been around this your whole life. Why didn't they ignore him? Because it would have just gone away if they had ignored him. I don't know. It just makes such great, you know, if you look at it as the news stations, once they got rid of the fair and balanced uh, Mm -hmm. doctrine in the 90s, they've turned into entertainment platforms that are selling advertising. He's such a a big target. I mean, they can't pass it up. And I, you know, I, you, you're, I don't know him that well. I've met him maybe half a dozen times and talked to him a little bit. Right. I, I 
personally, I was a little concerned about him when he started talking about the end of times. I mean, that's kind of crazy talk. I know. I just like, I man, I hope he's not going around the bend somehow. And, you know, he supported the president, and I'll more power to him for that. But there did seem to be it. There was a time when I'm like, well, I'm just watching this on the news, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. But, yeah. I don't know that that's that's up there with crazy talk. That's like Jewish people with space lasers setting force on fire. It's Rothschilds. It's okay. not Jewish people. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have a dog in this fight. But I, you know, I was. I just said, and I said literally on the air. I said, I don't care if I get fired for defending Mike Lindell. I don't care. I cannot stand by and watch a friend of mine get kicked in the nuts over and over, whether he's nuts or he's quirky or he's goofy or whatever it is i have watched that man dig into his pockets and spend millions yep, to help people I, he, he doesn't agree. have he's to got help. the philanthropic heart he's employed a lot yep, of people his, his rise yep. from just the gutter is a pretty astonishing story yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot it of things is. a lot of boxes that he checks that i really enjoy it just you know mm-hmm. as a month or so whenever it was and when he started talking about that on tv i'm like oh my come on man <laughs> no anyway. i know i know i understand I understand it completely, but I, I just am not that kind of guy. Uh, you know, you could ask Catherine, you can ask Andy. Um, if somebody starts abusing somebody on the street, I can't stand there and watch it. I will go over and get involved because I can't watch somebody pick on somebody like that. Speaking of, speaking of, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Just very quickly, do you think it's because of my dad and I had that? You know, the boxing matches when I was a little boy. You think I that's why I can't watch it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I never thought about that. It probably is. It's probably it's probably the reason that I am because I get really goofy about it. I mean, I really do. So it's got to have something to do with that. It's always about personal experience, isn't it? All these things that go way way in a different direction. It's always about personal experience. Yeah, right? I think that's how you measure stuff as a person, right? I think so. I think that's absolutely right. But I don't know. We'll all get. A, oh, I just saw a sign that says "Impeach Liz Cheney." What it, what it, what did Lim? What is Liz, is well, Liz Cheney? They're is that mad Dick Cheney's at her wife? because uh, no, it's his daughter. Oh, it's his daughter. Okay, yeah. all right. They're mad at her because she's one of the five, five or six uh, Republican senators that uh, want to impeach Trump. Oh, and they tried to. Why she's she the number like three person in the party. Well, she thought that it was sedition and terrible and shouldn't be tolerated. And you know, it's it's her opinion. But that's why, and so the GOP went after her. But you know, she's Dick Cheney's kid. She's got a lot of power in the in the Republican Party. Yeah, that is very very true. See, here's what I understand, and Andy and I talked about this yesterday on this show. Uh, the U.S. Capitol was bombed by leftists in 1971. It was bombed in, by leftists again in 1983, and nobody even knows it happened. Well, '83 wasn't it Puerto Rican separatists? Uh, they listed them as. 83 was the Weather Underground. Oh, was it? Uh, Puerto Rican separatists, they didn't bomb the Capitol, but they stormed the Capitol. Okay. I think is so how it went. What is the difference? What's the difference with this one other than the bomb? Look, I don't like the fact that people were killed by these psychopaths and they should have never charged the Capitol. I'm not defending them in any way, shape, or form. But how is this so much more horrible than getting bombed? By the other uh, other crowd, I, I don't get it. Well, if you subscribe to the idea that the president encouraged the behavior, that's what makes it worse. I, now, not everybody I thinks that way. Yeah, whatever. We got to take a break and be back in a couple of minutes. Last segment of this, and I get. Do I get to be the the personal guest on Carson? Yes. Yeah, baby, that'll be you great. Know, here's what I think. Here's what I think. We here's another do. thing that you're wrong about. Exactly. We'll be right back. <laughs> Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. 
It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. No, I just was scrolling through Facebook and I saw her. What did you see on Facebook now? Answer me. I'm sorry. I just slapped the the headphones on, or should I call them cans, because I'm cool. Oh, why? what did you find on Facebook? What now? No, no, I was just, uh, I saw Cassie's post for the podcast, and I says, hey, Andy, do we have a guest? Because she's got some guy posted on here named Peter Strauss, and he went, yeah, I probably better call him right now. <laughs> Oh, it's Peter Strauss. I like Peter Strauss. That's a good. That's yeah. a, good, a bit of good news there. No question about that, ladies and gentlemen. So Andy's on the uh, phone right the now. So if you need anything looked up yeah, on the PJ internet, Strauss. you might have to do it yourself. Oh my God! Oh, he was supposed to be on uh, a little earlier. <laughs> it's probably a good uh, thing. But, you know, we could, Sorry, Go we ahead. could have him carry over into the. We could have him carry over into the next. Uh, sure, we next can. Let's play it loose. Well. Why not? It's absolutely true. Yeah, Peter Strauss. Cold and crappy uh, day. Good day to curl up by a nice, warm internet connection and listen to us. Absolutely. There's no question about that. What do you got, Andy? Uh, he's still on the phone. Oh, he's still on the phone with him? Okay. I think he's talking well, to him, though, so he should be on in momentarily. Andy's putting on his cans as we speak. Mm-hmm. Putting on the cans, man. Yes. Is Mr. Strauss ready to go? Yes, he is. Marvelous. Peter J. Hello. Strauss, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, by the way, it's Peter J. Strauss, Esquire. I want to point that out. Whenever I whenever I get one of those letters, they always want money from me, Peter. Do they do that to you when, uh, when they put Esquire well, on that's it? that's true. But a lot of people think I'm Peter Strauss, the actor, so I don't need money. <laughs> that's right. You don't need any money. You're fine. Don't worry about a thing. That's right. Peter J. I'm giving it all away. <laughs> Peter J. Strauss, Esquire, senior partner of uh, Piero, Connor, and Strauss, a guardianship es- expert, framing Britney Spears. Why? What is what, Peter? I'm sorry to, to, to start here, but, but it makes me sad. What happened with Britney Spears? She had such a wonderful thing going. What is going on? Well, maybe we'll learn a little bit about that uh, tomorrow night uh, on the uh, Hulu special documentary. It is a strange case, um, but it brings uh, to us the question of why these things happen and how do we avoid it from happening to ourselves? I mean, if it could happen to famous people in the arts and letters and politics and the business community, it could happen to any one of us. And what you saw here, she, she had a conservator appointed in 2008 that's the California name for guardianship. Some states call it conservatorship, some guardianship, it's the same thing. It involves an intervention by someone, either a family member or a state agency, often called Adult Protective Services, to take over management of the personal life and financial affairs of a person who's deemed to be, quote, incapacitated, mm-hmm. meaning that they can't manage their personal decisions, where they're going to live, their health care, and their financial affairs. They can't pay their bills. They can't make their investments. They're doing foolish things with their assets. Um, And uh, there's a belief that they need protection. 
they need in this intervention. And what it boils down to is a struggle between one's autonomy and the right to be free and make choices, some of which may be bad, not bad, not good, harmful to yourself, and the intervener who, you know, so it's a struggle between autonomy and paternalism. And younger people with disabilities frequently face this, particularly if they're having psychiatric issues. At the time, I understand Brittany was in a psychiatric hospital for some treatment. And Uh therefore, at that time, her father wanted to take over her life. And that happened. That does it. How often does something like this happen to a big star? Because she was a big star at one point. There, there are several cases that, that uh, you know, when you do your research and, you know, Google or whatever re- tool you're using, you know, stars and guardianship, um, there are quite a few. Um, sometimes it's because people are older and they have dementia. Yeah, it happened to uh, Casey Kasem, didn't it? Yes, yep. correct. And I forget the name of the actor offhand. For many years, he was controlled by family members. And it often happens when there's financial abuse. Financial abuse among seniors is a very serious problem. Uh, It's widespread. It could be internet abuse. It could be banking abuse. It could be a home care aide who you trusted who takes you to the bank to withdraw $750 cash every week. Uh, and you don't understand how much you're taking out, and it, it doesn't go to buy food, it goes to buy TVs for that person. A lot of financial abuse for the elderly is performed by family members, a very high percentage, believe it or not. So one of the things we do in our law practice at Pierre O'Connor and Strauss is do advanced directives. We help people have powers of attorney where they appoint a trusted person to handle their finances if there comes a time they can't do it for themselves. Sometimes revocable trusts are better, which also avoids probate problems when they die. And today, during the pandemic, particularly the probate courts are not working so well. Uh, They can sign uh, trusts and a healthcare proxy, sometimes called the medical power of attorney, to make healthcare decisions. But be careful who you choose. I mean, you think the person you're appointing is trustworthy. Maybe that's not true. So sometimes it winds up with a guardianship. One, if you don't have those advanced directives, those protective devices, therefore the court has to appoint a guardian. And it might be a family member. It might be a stranger. And it might be a family member that you wouldn't pick. Because right. the person who applies for the guardianship may not be the one you would have put on your power of attorney. Peter, why, you, you know a lot more about this than me. I'm just trying to think, looking at this and how the world's going right now. What kind of person does it take to take financial advantage of a person who has some mental disability? What, who would do something like that? It's terrible. An immoral, crooked person. I mean, you know, just look around the world today. I mean, people steal. Um, And family members have more opportunity than strangers. But but it's not uncommon, you know, a person is alone. they're, they're, They're healthy, but they're lonely. They're depressed. They need companionship. And one day... In the garbage room in their apartment house, or or in town while shopping, they they meet someone who's friendly, and the, the person offers assistance, and the relationship develops, and that's pretty soon. This is the, this is my best friend, and then all of a sudden, my best friend becomes the beneficiary of fifteen percent of the estate, and then two years later, there's another will or trust that makes it fifty percent. And nobody right. knows about this, or they get put on as, you know, joint owner of a bank account, and money filters out. And if, if they're more than lonely, if they have some dementia, cognitive issues, they may not be aware of this. So we help people set up structures to monitor their financial affairs. In the power of attorney in New York, there's a section where you can appoint the monitor. And the oh. monitor is allowed to, to look at your financial records. A lot of people say, no, 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 I don't need a monitor. My kids are fine. Well, maybe that's not true, but they are afraid to say that. They may not disclose that they have some concerns about their children, especially to Peter Strauss, a stranger. 
Yeah. So this is a big issue, and the Britney Spears case, which is on everybody's minds, uh, and we'll we'll know a little more after this documentary about what the investigative reporters feel. They may not be right. They may be correct. Who knows? Um, we'll have a better judgment. The Britney Spears guardianship has now been extended to September. Now, one of the things that I've been reading is that the, the present guardians, I think the father, Jamie, has given up part of his control. But the current conservators say, look, we're not isolating Britney. Uh, the, the, the Free Britney movement is wrong because she's recording again, she's performing, she's handling some of her business decisions. So we, we're not over-controlling her. But doesn't that raise the question, if she's able to do all these things, why does she still need a conservator? Right. So it'll be very interesting to see this program. There's some, there's some concerns that I have about what I read in the media. Now, again, you know, the media is making a story. Um, and hopefully the documentary will, <laughs> will be factual and we'll get a better sense of what's going on. But people can come out of guardianship. Some disabilities never get better. I mean, if you have dementia caused by Alzheimer's disease, that's a steady decline. But perhaps your dementia is caused by a stroke and you get better and you have rehab and your cognitive functioning is fine and maybe the guardianship should have only been for one year and then there would be a burden of the person who started the guardianship to come back and ask the court to renew it. It depends where the judge places the burden could be on the, the ward or it could be on the person who brought the proceeding. Every state is different. Guardianship in every state is different. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably true. Uh, we're talking to Peter J. Strauss, ladies and gentlemen. Framing Britney Spears' new documentary reveals surprising details about the pop singer's conservatorship. It is uh, tomorrow night at 10 p.m. It's 10 p.m. Eastern. Is that correct? Or, or is that... That's right, isn't it? I think it's I think it's 10 p.m. Eastern. Yes, on Hulu and... I, I saw perhaps one other channel, but I, I didn't make a note of it. FX. It's on FX as well, uh, which is a good call. Yeah, it's tomorrow, Friday, uh, February 5th at 10 p.m. on FX and streaming on Hulu. This has got to be pretty fascinating. You see somebody that got that famous that young. She's got talent. She can dance. She can sing. She's an attractive woman. Never talked to her, so I don't know, you know how she handles life and all the rest of it. But you just, this being America, you just wouldn't think this kind of thing would happen. Uh, it's bizarre to me. Well, look, uh, mental illness is, is a serious problem in America. I remember, I mean, right. I'm old enough to remember when Thomas Eagleton was nominated as a vice presidential candidate, All and right. it came out yeah. that he was, he, he'd gone into psychotherapy, and he was forced to withdraw as a candidate. I have an, I mean, in, our, I have an interesting peers, footnote to that. I was getting my eyes uh, checked by an optometrist, and we started talking. And the optometrist's father was the guy that gave Eagleton shock treatments. Really? Oh, yeah. really? Interesting. Well, everybody heard shock treatment, and they thought, boy, this guy must be a real sicko. Yeah. And back then, right. you know, right. it, it was a very serious procedure. It's mm -hmm. certainly medically better than it was then. But we need to deal with the mental health problem. And but is guardianship the remedy? I mean, you know, taking away people's rights is, is a drastic remedy. And, and I think your listeners need to understand it could happen to any one of us. You know, the, at, at our law firm, we really focus on advanced planning. And incidentally, as, as an aside, last year, 2020, during COVID, we were busier than we've been in many years because we did outreach to our clients and, and our people on our contact list and said, this is not the time to procrastinate. This is the time to get in and do your planning and have these advanced directives, because if you do get COVID or whatever disease that might uh, unfortunately hit you, you need to have a structure in place so we don't have to go to court and have a guardian appointed. Or Adult Protective Services sees you perhaps not functioning well and starts the proceeding, and then right. you've totally lost control. Um, so choose those people who you would want to make decisions for you. And the other point I think is important to make is people have a right to make bad decisions. We, not, we may not like the fact that pop 
is doing foolish things. But if he understands the consequences of that, if he understands that he's spending too much money betting at the window at the racetrack and what it might do to him, he has a right to do that. You, you can make bad decisions. And, and the, quest, the hard question is drawing the line between does someone understand the consequences or is that someone not able to understand? And that's where the line is. This is a pendulum. And the judges, the families, the interveners are on one end of the, pe- the swing of the pendulum and the, the individual is at the other. And we have, to, we have to find that balance. There's a case in New York that really highlights this, and I'll make it very quick. This woman had a gangrenous leg. The doctors told her if she didn't have an amputation, she would die. And she said, you know what? I'm 93 years old. I've had a good life. I'm not going to live another year or seven years or whatever with luck without a leg. I refuse. Mm-hmm. They took her to court. They, had, they tried to have a guardian imposed upon her. And she testified as to what I just said. And the judge listened and said, she's not incapacitated. I'm not appointing a guardian. That if that's if, if that's the, the quality of life she wants and she can't have it, she has a right to make that decision, which the whole world may think is wrong. I, I could live without a leg, but I understand her feeling. I mean, I'm a skier and I could live without a leg. Boy, that would be pretty bad. But we, we have to allow people. We have to respect bad decisions. Not if it's driven by psychiatric illness or incapacity, but if people truly have a preference and they understand the consequences, we've got to figure out where to draw that line and not take away their rights. I love it, Peter. Peter J. Strauss, ladies and gentlemen, framing Britney Spears again tomorrow night, 10 p.m. on FX and streaming on Hulu. Uh, I love talking to you, Peter. You handle things very, very... You, you you handle yourself very well for an attorney. You know what I'm saying, Peter? <laughs> so, so listen, if I talk English, then can I charge for that? I mean, or do I have to fill up with <laughs> I love that. I love that, Peter. Well, look, Peter, I, I, maybe we'll talk again after the documentary. I would love to do that, Peter. If you want to come back, I would love to have you back next week. If you can be on, that'd be great. All right, somebody should call me, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll get it all teed up. I will talk to you next week, Peter. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Have a good weekend. You too, sir. Peter J. Strauss, yeah, bring it back next week. That's a great idea. I'd love to do that, don't you think? Yeah, I, I didn't know that there was a documentary. I might actually watch that. I mean, it sounds, it sounds interesting. You just want to watch that part where she shaves her head. That's what you want to watch. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. that kind of guy. I remember that. How, remember that? how long? Was that 20 years ago? That was like 12 years, I, I think. A long time ago, I know that. We shall take a break and be back with part two, Car Selling Secrets, mm-hmm. with a very special guest. Yes. Car Selling Secrets. What do you think of that? We'll be back with the family. <laughs> 